Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, October 2nd, 2008. Developing higher consciousness allows humans to experience an eternal aspect of their divine self, whether it is through energy development, astral projection, clairvoyance, or out-of-body experiences, explore the possibilities to realign with your higher self. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant and clairaudient intuitive, writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Robert Bruce, an internationally respected author, mystic, speaker, and a true spiritual pioneer. The experiential depth and scope of his knowledge is remarkable. For over 30 years, Robert has explored the mechanics, energetics, and dynamics of paranormal and spiritual phenomenon, especially the out-of-body experience, the human energy body, healing and self-healing, spiritual and psychic development, practical psychic self-defense, higher self-communication, and the universal law, or what Robert calls, be following. Robert's first-hand experience allows him to make sense of these concepts on a whole new level and is a man who lives in the greater reality and invites others to join him. Born in England in the year of the sheep, Robert resides in the land down under sunny Australia and lectures and teaches internationally and considers his life to be a work in progress. The cornerstone of Robert's work is his groundbreaking body awareness tactile imaging direct energy work system. This is a revolutionary method of directly stimulating the energy body and its chakras. Robert's methods are very easy to learn, to do, and are extremely effective at stimulating the energy body. In addition to his energy work, Robert has written a fantastic account of the astral realms in great depth called Astral Dynamics. During the next hour, Robert and I will delve into the multidimensional nature of the universe. Welcome, Robert. Thank you for joining me on Evolution Revolution this evening. Good day, Dulcinea. It's glad, I'm glad to be here, finally. Thank you. So, Robert, how did your personal interest in the higher self-communication, out-of-body experiences, and energy work develop that led you to the phenomenal creation of astral dynamics and several other works? Well, that, that's a long story. I... It goes back to when I was a small child, uh, about the age of four years of age. And I started having spontaneous out-of-body experiences uh, about the age of four. And this happened a lot uh, all throughout my childhood. And eventually, um, my parents gained an interest in spiritual matters and started attending Christian spiritualist churches and um, years later uh, my father lost interest and my mother still wanted to go and she didn't drive so I used to take her along and eventually I got pulled in to meet a few people and yeah it's uh, uh, and since then I mean that's just what pointed me in that direction 
then I discovered books on astral projection. I think I remember reading books by Lobsang Ramper about it. And because I'd done it, it happened, it happened to me so many times uh, while I was growing up. I, I was about 20 years of age now. I started learning how to do it, and uh, that took me a couple of months. And uh, yeah, I've just kept on doing this sort of thing. And over the years, I've explored the human energy body, well, my own energy body, I should say. And um, yeah, I just, over many years of working in this field, have gained a considerable knowledge and have also, uh, you know, discovered quite a number of things uh, which are quite new. Absolutely. I, I could definitely, as I was reading through the book Astral Dynamics, I could grab the depth of your experience from the way that you communicate and articulate and the power of information. It's very high vibration. It has a very, very rich, rich vibration to it. And it's full of wisdom. And not only that, it's practical. It's grounded in some sort of scientific process, which I really appreciate as a former scientist. So I thought it, the book did a fantastic job of really revealing the depth of your wisdom, and, and your ex personal experiences really led, led the way, and I can appreciate that. So I want to let others know that if they're reaching out for information, Astral Dynamics is a great way to connect into the spiritual self and to look at exploration techniques to realign with the higher energy body. So does everyone project in their sleep? Yes, I believe they do, uh, but not everybody is conscious. Uh, something happens uh, when you project out of your body is uh, something I call the mind split effect. And uh, basically, your consciousness splits into two parts. And one part stays in your body, physical body, and one exits your body and um, moves around in the astral dimension. Now, this can happen while you're asleep, naturally. It can also happen while you're wide awake. And if you're awake when it happens, you can literally be in two places at once. Uh, now, if you look at this at the moment here, we have you in your physical body, awake, functioning, maybe partly paralyzed. You have the other you, which is your astral body, uh, thinking and experiencing independently and your dream mind can become active at the same time. Uh, and that's the very basis of the mind split is three independent copies of you operating simultaneously, which does kind of point to the ubiquitous nature of consciousness. Wow, that is so phenomenal. So this is the foundation of, the, of your theory is the mind split experience that then allows us to go into the higher dimensions while being separate from our physical body? Yeah, exactly. The, once you understand this, and uh, after I'd worked this out many years ago, uh, and if you apply this to teaching people how to astral project, of course, you have an entirely different take on it. Uh, and it is very, very provable. If you look through the literature and case histories on astral projection over the last hundred years, Every second page, you were reading people's experience of duality, of, of existing in two places simultaneously. It, all the information is everywhere. Now, before then, all uh, 
instruction on astral projection was based upon the empty body theory, which means that when you have an astral projection, your mind and your consciousness and your memories leave your physical body an empty shell because you're out in the astral dimension and how can you be in two places at once? Uh, so all previous techniques for astral projection did not account for the mind split. And the, the, what you think of what happens here, the complexity of the uh, having three copies of you operating simultaneously and only one brain, you could say, to store the final memory in consciousness. It causes a, a, a big uh, spanner to be thrown in the works of a natural mechanism because you're awake during an astral projection. And then you start to understand that you have to download the memory of your astral experiences into the physical body mind for storage as a recallable memory. So the techniques that I teach uh, have a lot to do with, apart from relaxation and astral projection exit techniques, another set of techniques come in for strengthening the memory while you're in the astral and then downloading it successfully. Uh, for example, I teach my uh, students to, when you have your first out-of-body experiences, to keep them under 10 seconds, 10 or 20 seconds, no more. Because if you think of the, uh, what happens when you project out of your physical body, your physical body mind must be hovering on or falling into the sleep state. When you split your consciousness into two parts, one in the astral and one in the physical, it greatly disempowers the uh, physical aspect and it will often find itself paralyzed and unable to move and feeling very, very tired. And so it will naturally start falling asleep. And within 30 seconds of leaving your body, you will find the physical body slips rapidly into deeper and deeper levels of sleep. Now, as the physical body mind must be starting to fall asleep to produce an after projection, it must, op alternatively, oppositely I should say, it must be starting to wake up in order for you to reintegrate your astral body with your physical and to download the memories into recallable level of memory. And so if you keep these things in mind, it's obvious that there's a little bit more to astral projection than just the exit technique. Most certainly. So then what is the difference between lucid dreaming and wake-induced out-of-body experience? Lucid dreaming is, has long, but it's long been a problem if you try and define the differences. I mean, there are some differences in the environment if you're in a lucid dream or a wake-induced lucid dream, which is similar to a projection happening on a different level. Uh, as opposed to astral projection when you visually perceive yourself uh, coming out of your body and moving around the real world or the astral dimension. Now the only way you can tell you are having a genuine astral projection if you want to get technical is to be fully conscious through the entire exit process. So you enter a deeply relaxed state, exit your body without falling asleep or losing consciousness and then you experience the astral dimension and then you re-enter your physical body and write down your, me your memories of the experience with no breaking consciousness. That's the only way you can guarantee the dream mind hasn't become involved because the dream mind, if you're trying to train yourself to have an <coughs> astral projection, 
it will often recreate the entire exit and the astral projection for you, but it is just a dream. I'm actually starting to think, contrary to popular belief, that the dreaming, lucid dreaming, and wake-induced lucid dreaming actually happens in the mental dimension, um, which makes a lot of sense. The, the astral dimension is um, the multi-layer dimension beneath the mental dimension, in, using the traditional uh, format where you have the physical, astral, and then mental levels. I'm starting to think that the the mental dimension may be what is in tune with dreaming and lucid dreaming because that is of the mind. And now that does not involve a proje- an astral projection of the astral body per se. It involves a shift of consciousness from the mind into the mental dimension. And don't think of the mental dimension as being like starting at the eighth um, astral plane. The astral plane traditionally is said to have seven levels, seven planes. So don't think that we have to go through all of those seven to get to the first astral plane. It's not like that at all. It's like a completely separate frequency of consciousness. And so I think the confusion lies here by trying to compare astral projection, out-of-body experience with dreaming and lucid dreaming, it doesn't work. But there's a lot of crossovers because it does involve existing separate from your physical body. But it's starting to make a lot of sense to me now that the the dreams, lucid dreaming is all happening in the mental dimension. And that would be the distinguishing factor then. But personally, when someone's experiencing it, they may have trouble discerning. Yeah, definitely. Now, I haven't written about this. This is the first time I've spoken about my theories on the mental dimension. But I've been moving towards writing a book on uh, mental projection. You could call it mental dynamics, like my book Astral Dynamics, if you like. Uh, And because a wake-induced lucid dream is an incredibly powerful event. It is not like a dreamlike quality. It is more powerful in many ways than a full astral projection. Because if you've ever had a a wake-induced lucid dream, there is no breaking consciousness between shifting from the awake state into the dream state. And when you get there, it is absolutely solid. You have gravity, you have pleasure, you have pain. If you pick up a chocolate bar and eat it, you will feel, you will not be able to tell the difference in the sensation of chewing it and eating it and the taste as if you were eating a real chocolate bar. And the technique for producing a wake-induced lucid dream, or wild as it's called, is also very simple. It's actually simpler than an astral projection. All you need to do is to allow yourself to fall asleep. It's a good idea to do this when you're not either not very tired or you're overtired so it's difficult to fall asleep and just cuddle up in bed on your left side is usually best or your back and allow yourself to drift off towards sleep while you are visualizing imagining as strongly as you can a place in the physical world Uh, a shopping mall is a very good place because of the the uh, the marketplace archetype it seems to help so if you imagine a local shopping center and a store, say Walmart, and so while you're allowing yourself to drift off to sleep, you imagine Walmart 
the scene of warm up from the more very in as intensely as you can and in your mind you would say the word Walmart 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 over and over again as you were falling asleep and if you get it right you will suddenly notice a falling sensation only lasts for about a second it's like the sensation you get if you're walking down a step and you miss one step at the bottom and you get this little fall there's a little jerk there and you will find yourself standing in that mall in front of Walmart well lit everything is solid and you uh, you know you are dreaming and you have full control over that environment and it's a, a pretty incredible experience it is that powerful very very amazing you know I'm a very vivid dreamer myself and dreams are a big way that I um, manage my higher consciousness and, and try to evolve and expand through my own experience and I have had many dreams where I wake up and I, can, I clearly know I've just come from another dimension and I have messages and I write them down and even at the end of writing them down, I don't remember them. I, 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 I'm, I already begin to lose the information. Yeah, that's a part of, the part of the memory download process, whether it's dreaming, after projection, the same thing. When you come back to physical consciousness, it's like the memory is very, very delicate. It may be in your head very, very strongly. I mean, how many times have you woken up and said, wow, what a powerful dream. I'll never forget that. Forget uh, what? Uh, uh. It's, it's gone. And then you concentrate on trying to call it back to you and it comes back in again. It's like a little cloud of steam. Imagine a little cloud in a cartoon that moves over your head and you remember it and then it drifts away again. It just goes. And, I mean, that experience alone tells you an enormous amount about the download process from different levels of consciousness, whether it's dreaming, mental projections, or astral projections. It's a very delicate, fickle level of memory. And you have to actually physically write it down. So what I teach my students is the moment they regain consciousness, start to verbalize something from the dream, a couple of key words, or from the astral projection. And let's say you looked at your hands and watched them melt. You would say, my hands melted, my hands melted, my hands melted, while you're reaching for a pen, which should, should be by your bed. And then you write down a couple of key words, your hands melted, then a couple of more, and I saw my mother, and I saw this, and I walked through a wall. And then you start flashing it out. And that's the only way to reliably retain the memories. And if you try and the dream memory to remember more of your dreams by default you also train the memory download process from astral projection so you start training on dream recall and that flows on into after projection uh, recall ability so what is the value of us consciously bringing the information back that we receive during the dream or out-of-body experience well the value uh, is many fold I mean there is a, as much value in astral projection and lucid dreaming as there is you want to give it I mean to start with in an astral projection you visually perceive yourself separating from your physical body you observe and can travel through the real world as a ghost-like spirit you can pass through walls see real-time events you'll see spirits you can fly uh, do incredible things. It's also a lot of fun, particularly in the daytime uh, when it's nice and bright and sunny. Uh, I mean, that alone uh, gives you an, 
a, a personal experience of what it's like to be a spirit and what will happen when you die. It really allows us to view ourselves as more than a physical being, but more from an eternal perspective. Yeah, exactly. As Robert Monroe is fond of saying in his uh, works, you are more than a physical being. Absolutely. I think that's important for all of us to know as we endeavor upon our journeys of lessons here on Earth. (laughs) It also gives you a lot of first-hand experience. I mean, an ounce of experience is worth a thousand tons of theory. There is no comparison, one little bit of experience. It makes it real for you. And if you start to understand that the... How do I say it? If you start to understand there is more to the physical dimension than meets the eye. There is more than normal physics. And through dreaming and after projection, you start to see and experience life in the, what I call the greater reality. And you start to see a lot more and you understand that life is a lot bigger and a lot more complicated in some ways than we thought it was in the nice, safe, predictable physical dimension. And so, yeah, it opens your eyes up a lot to the spiritual nature of reality. And that can be very validating for someone who's looking for greater self-awareness or higher consciousness. Absolutely. When you have some personal experience in astral projection or uh, lucid dreaming, uh, the next step, I mean, you start to perceive things like psychic abilities, clairvoyance and remote viewing all of a sudden you've got a little bit of person experience and astral projection has everything to do with clairvoyance and remote viewing. A remote viewing is, by the way, the scientific name for clairvoyance. It's the same thing. They just use a, dis, uh, a discipline protocol to analyze the clairvoyant impressions. The, once, you, once you have some experience here, you can look at these things and all of a sudden they become possible and you think, oh, I have some experience now. I can see how that would work. That's real. So you start you start to remove some of your own personal limitations and you literally start to walk out into the greater reality one small step at a time, which is highly advised way to proceed one little bit at a time. Yes. And, I, you know, I have to validate you that, that my personal experience matches what you've just said. I did start my process very early uh, in my spiritual evolution with dreams and with um, out-of-body experiences and journaling the information. And that led to a more clairvoyant experience. I've always had a photographic mind and I've always thought in pictures and during school or anything and in college, everything was a picture, not a word or a thought. It was a picture. And so it felt very validating, but my psychic abilities exponentially opened up once the dreams started pouring through and I acknowledged them and journaled them and did, like you said, the mantra, waking up of repeating of what I would say to be sure to grab the message. Yeah, excellent. That, that's a really good way of training. And it does, as you say, because you are aware of experiencing these higher experiences in other realms, that activates and nurtures the development of your uh, chakras, your psychic centers, particularly the brow center and the crown center uh, and the higher centers. For, uh, just by doing dream recall alone will start the process of developing those to a higher level. 
the, the, the human energy body is a lot like the physical body and the mind. If you exercise the human energy body and you start dreaming consciously and remembering them, you are exercising higher levels of ability and therefore the human energy body responds by developing those areas related to that, ergo your, particularly your brow and crown centers. And so other psychic abilities uh, start to develop along with them and your, psych, you know, your psychic clairvoyant abilities um, start to evolve. Yes, because we're working on the higher spiritual energies or just the fact that we're a human energy body, it's all interconnected. Exactly. I mean, a good example of how this works, and there's a direct relation to the physical body and mind here. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, for example, the physical body, if you go and exercise every day and start lifting weights, you might get a bit tired for uh, the first week or two, but after a while, your body will start to define itself better. It will start to build stronger muscles, stronger bones, stronger tendons. And also uh, a comparison here is if you have a lazy mind and you don't do anything but watch television and read books, you'll find your memory won't be that good. But if you start forcing yourself to memorize songs and poetry and uh, the, the mathematical times tables, anything, you start forcing yourself to remember, the, your ability to remember grows exponentially uh, after a point in time because the brain is like a big muscle. It also develops the more you use it. And so the same with uh, your energy body and all psychic abilities. The more you are using that, the, uh, your, the more it will grow and the more it will develop to meet the, uh, the new uses and demands you're putting it under. Fantastic. And I must let everybody know that the tools that we're discussing are available in Robert Bruce's latest. Well, actually, this is not your latest book. This is an early book. This is a, a good core book, Astral Dynamics, A New Approach to Out-of-Body Experience. You can find him on the web at www.astraldynamics.com. You can also link up to Robert through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Com. So how is science providing evidence for out-of-body experiences? Well, there's a fair bit of science, a number of scientific studies going on, uh, and I've, I've read a lot of them uh, using virtual reality goggles and audio in various ways to trick the body into the mind, into perceiving it is somewhere else, apart from being in its physical location. And it's interesting enough, if they put virtual reality goggles on a person and put the camera several feet behind them, the person with the goggles on starts to feel a bit dizzy. They actually have some astral projection symptoms and they start to perceive themselves as being out of body and actually existing several feet behind where they are visually perceiving themselves to be through the virtual reality goggles and the live video. But uh, that makes a lot of sense because if you look at all astral projection techniques uh, involve exteriorizing your sense of body awareness. I mean, whether you are uh, imagining that you are getting up out of bed or that you are floating above your body or that you are climbing a rope out of your body, it all involves moving parts of your body or your entire body away from its actual physical location. And that is a trick because when you can convince your mind 
that it's existing at a different physical location to your physical, that triggers a, an astral projection. Once it is fully convinced, it's like your mind goes out and travels through your house using memory and you imagine and visualize as strongly as you can yourself walking out of your bedroom and down the hallway and into the backyard. When you fully immerse yourself into that, the mind gives in and the astral body follows where the mind is. And so it produces an astral projection and then rapidly catches up and then that visualization exercise becomes an astral projection. And what I've described there is a technique called astral phasing, which is an easier way to approach astral projection exit is by imagining and visualizing a process like you get out of bed, you walk down the hallway, you go out your front door and you walk down to the store and you imagine that step by step in as much detail as you can, hoping at some time to immerse your mind so deeply into the imagination that you will trick your your body, mind, your higher self into producing the astral double and then it will become at some point an astral projection and you take it from there. And again, with no break in consciousness. So in the, in the book, you had shared about an experience that you had had during one of your own visions or um, experience, I think an out-of-body experience is what it was, where you had a vision of a man giving a speech that came to you and that eventually was validated through a television clip during the Gulf War. And this was surrounding predictions and hindsight recognition. Yeah, that, that was probably, I think that was, correct me if I'm wrong here, around 1995 because the book was published at the beginning of, at the end of 1999. Um, so it, and it was about two years before, 18 months before the Gulf War started. And I'd never heard of Saddam Hussein or seen him. But when I saw him on television, yeah, it was absolutely exactly what I'd seen uh, in my uh, vision. And that was an, uh, an what do you call the Akashic Records type experience, there's an aspect of the astral dimension and this is the part I think that all clairvoyants and psychics tune into when they're working uh, in the past, present and future. It's like a frequency we all tune into. Everything is inter interconnected here. The, and when you tune into that, you can look into the past, the present or the future. And when you look into the future, you see future possibilities. And at that time, the, obviously, the possibility of the Gulf War was very, very strong. And so that's what actually happened. A very, a very, very strong probability would be something like an earthquake or a volcano erupting. Human behavior, the further ahead of life you look, and even Nostradamus talks about this, if you predict something 100 years ahead, 200 years ahead, there are so many variables involved that you are accessing a probable future given the way society is going, but it doesn't mean it's absolutely definite. I mean, one person can change the course of events so absolutely. majorly that you can change it. If you get, for example, if you get enough people believing in a bright, positive future, you can change the world. And that's what we're doing here on Evolution Revolution. <laughs> Yeah, we're all doing our bit. 
Yes, yes, that, that's so true. We all have our, our, our part in that. And I would agree on that. And, you know, my own experience of something very comparable to this, which is why this stood, um, the story stood out to me, was I lived in San Francisco in 2005 in Marin County. And it's very much of an earthquake region. I think the whole entire city is fault and fault lines. And I had a dream or, or an out-of-body experience where I was taken to a classroom of um, another, a group of multidimensional beings. And they were beautiful blue beings. And they showed me a globe. And it just showed me it narrowed down into North America and then California. And then it showed me the West Coast. It went in and out of California and the West Coast. And it just gave me a bunch of geographic change information. And when I'd woken up the next day, I wrote everything down, you know, like a researcher. I wrote everything down, and I called my friend in Florida, and I said, you know, I just had this really deep dream, and it was actually an experience where it was like I was there live. It wasn't like I was dreaming it and observing it. I was in the experience. I said, and it was very, very, um, it was a prophetic dream, and it showed me the possibilities of what was going to change with the West Coast. And he goes, okay, i got to mail you a map. Well, within a day or so, I got a map in the mail that showed me someone who had also had the exact same vision that I did and mapped it out and put it on the map. And I thought it was really neat. On that map, they put a disclaimer. This may change with a positive or negative shift in consciousness. So it really put out the information that, yes, this has been my prophetic vision. However, consciousness may shift at any time, therefore may create a different outcome. This is one possibility of outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. Everything is changeable. I think certain things like earthquakes, volcanoes, really big events that involve a lot of very hard physical phenomena um, tend to be a bit more set and more difficult to shift than anything involving human beings. But, yeah, I think even that, even a, a major geological disaster, I think, is changeable if you have enough people uh, focusing on the positive because, I mean, the physical dimension is nowhere near as solid as we think it is. It is hu- hugely fluid and flexible, if you actually if you actually look at it, there was a gradient. If you go into the higher uh, levels of the astral, the dream dimensions, and if you're projecting there, <clears throat> you'll find the you have full creative ability, which means if you stand there looking out over a mountain range, you can say there was an ocean before me. And instantly an ocean will appear there where the mountains were. And you say, there's a beautiful beach here in front of me, stretching out in front of me of white sand. And it's instantly there. And you say, the sand is pink. And it instantly changes pink. And you say, there are giant sunflowers lining the ocean shore. And these instantly giant sunflowers appear. And then you say, ah, oh, they've got purple flowers. And they instantly change. You see full creative ability instantly. Now, if you come down through the dimensional level to the real time zone, which is uh, the first level when you first get out of your physical body, you're like a ghost in the real world. If you try and do that there, it won't work. But if you want to create something, let's say you want to create a bunch of flowers, you hold out your hand and imagine strongly that you have a bunch of flowers in your hand. And as you imagine it, over several seconds, a mist will form and it will slowly change into a bunch of flowers exactly how you imagine them to be. Now if you stop focusing on them 
they would dissolve away and mist in a couple of seconds. Now, coming further down into the physical dimension, we wake up here. If we try and create something here for imagination and intention, it is, again, uh, a lot more difficult. You have to imagine and intend something a lot more strongly, use a lot of affirmation to keep your intention very, very tightly focused to cause a manifestation to occur of what you are intending to happen. And this is the law of attraction and manifestation here. And this is how it works. If you're coming down for the dimensional levels here, uh, there, you know, there's a direct relationship. But even here in the physical, if you have a, a lot of people focusing on the same thing, and let's say, uh, I remember, remember that uh, documentary, docudrama called What the Bleak Do We Know? Oh, yes. We'll be having Dr. Amit Goswami on just in this month. Oh, wonderful. What, what, in there, I think it was that one, uh, they took, talk about an experiment where they got a, I think it was several hundred Buddhist meditators into New York City, and uh, they calculated that 24 hours of meditation from this number of uh, experienced meditators on love and compassion would reduce the violent crime rate in the city by 25%, which had never happened before. But after the weekend of uh, meditating on peace and love, there was exactly a 25% drop in the violent crime rate. And it was very, it's, it's quite predictable. There was a formula involved. So to change the world's future to having a, a bright, happy, economic, uh, political, uh, climate future, there would be a formula there of getting enough people to believe very positively and optimistically that we will solve our problems, everything is going to work out well. If you have enough people believing in that strongly, we will manifest that. Absolutely. And one of the tools that we can use is astral projection, out-of-body experience, developing our clairvoyance. Many of the different tools that you bring up in the book Astral Dynamics, including the three tasks that are essential for success in astral projection, which were deep physical relaxation, relaxation, taming the mind, and attaining the trance state. Would you like to elaborate on any of those essentials to really bring in a higher consciousness to support that idea? Well, astral projection, is there is a fair bit involved to teach uh, what is actually a very simple natural process, something you do every night. But when you try and do it consciously, it becomes a little bit more difficult <coughs> Pardon me. The, we've developed a uh, five-week training course for this purpose on the internet, uh, working through a Moodle server. And we do a, a, it's a semi-live uh, training course called Practical After Projection Intensive. And it takes five weeks to just to get the basics through and get people working for like an hour a day, uh, working with altered state inducing CDs to learn how to achieve a, a significant level of altered state of consciousness, a deep level of relaxation, and how to put this together with some astral projection exit techniques to, uh, to uh, achieve an astral, a conscious astral projection out of body. And we have a lot of success. If you look at my website at astraldynamics.com, on the front page, you'll see the Hall of Learning where we yes. uh, 
we give that. Actually, if anybody calls in from your station, uh, I will I will offer free um, places of fifty percent off the normal charge for that uh, practical astral projection intensive, and I will offer one free place for a person for a five week astral projection intensive. The next one starting on uh, October the eighteenth. Now these are normally priced at three hundred and fifty dollars, so it's quite an extensive course. So um, if you could pass it on to your listeners, free at fifty percent off and one completely free. I will definitely pass that on again, listeners. That he's willing, Robert is willing to offer three classes for the practical application of astral projection at fifty percent off and one free. Please email me at light at dulcineasdivinevision.com or you can access me on the Contact Us page at evolutionrevolutionradio.com to secure those places. Thank you, Robert. We appreciate that. Oh, that's nice. It's starting on October the 18th, and if a person signs up and wins that prize, if for some reason they can't get to that particular uh, PAPI, we call it PAPI, Practical After Projection Intensive. I love weak acronyms. Um, They can always, always defer that to the next one or pass it on to a friend. So, Great. yeah, but we have a great time. It's a real life-changing experience. Uh, it's heavily video-based, so instead of you having to attend a workshop of mine where I'm live, I mean, it's expensive to fly there and the accommodation and attending it. And, um, you know, you might spend a few days with me, but given the amount of time it is necessary to practice the skills you need to achieve after projection, five weeks is a much more realistic time frame. That that is very very valid. So so they so this opportunity and others to connect with you are available on the web at www.astraldynamics.com under the Hall of Learning, which is a virtual school started by Robert and another couple. And it offers some great opportunities to virtually connect with this information, as you had mentioned, Robert, versus having to travel and go into the world, and allows for a thorough, at your own pace, at your own time, appreciation for the information, and then the opportunity to incorporate that into an experience. Yeah, absolutely. In this course here, we do extensive work with the energy body, so it's full training in energy work, uh, stimulating, activating your chakras, removing energy blockages, self-healing, and everything you need to approach astral projection with confidence. And there's a fair bit to learn. So it's heavily video-based, so attending it, you need broadband. You cannot do it with a dial-up connection So okay. uh, because there's so much video content. So it's like attending a live workshop with me, but you can play the videos and replay them as necessary. We have a lot of live stuff too. For, we have a live forums and chats and messaging and that, and we're, we're all over that puppy all the time. So if you have a problem and want some advice, we're right there for you. My partner, by us, I say, I have two partners, uh, Bob and Marina Felix, uh, who helped me run this. We, we co-founded this. And Bob Felix worked for many years with Robert Monroe, he was his, uh, uh, you could say, his chief audio engineer. Who, uh-huh. uh, and he, he was quite heavily involved in the development of having Hemisync uh, technology, which is altered state-inducing technology that the 
Monroe Institute um, provide. He wasn't like officially their head uh, audio engineer, but uh, I, I think he was quite instrumental in the uh, where Hemisync is today. Fantastic. So he, he also contributes to assisting you in creating the Hall of Learning Online School and getting the information out through the media and through the technology. Absolutely. I mean, apart from being a, a frequent projector himself, he understands the uh, altered state inducing sounds that we use. Uh, the set we use, uh, there's the, it's called the Journeys Out of Bodies uh, series. It's a five CD set produced by the Monroe Institute, or TMI they call them. And it's the, uh, the best uh, altered state producing sound there is out there. So we use those extensively in the course. Uh, so he's the expert on that side of it. So between myself uh, and my approach to it and his approach, you get very well-rounded uh, knowledge and, and uh, instruction there at a Pappy. That is exciting. So I also want to let people know that you'll have a live event October 18th through the 20th in Vancouver, Canada. So they have, there are multiple opportunities to connect with you coming up on October 18th. If you'd like more information about the live event in Vancouver, you can find out under Robert Bruce Live Events on the website and also for the Hall of Learning Online School also again on the website www.astraldynamics.com. So this has been a really exciting topic tonight to touch upon for so many listeners and so for myself as well. I, I, I let you know earlier in the day I could not wait to come into this topic. So on this topic, I think there's a couple of just really simple questions that we a lot of us have, and we're wondering how they play into what these topics of out-of-body experience and higher awareness. And one of them is, what is a deja vu experience, Robert? I think a deja vu experience uh, is a, you have a memory which you have a precognitive pre experience in either the dream state or in the after projection state where you have perceived something inside the Akashic records where you have like clairvoyantly experienced a future event. Now like you said earlier, you don't just have a vision of it, you actually experience it like it's happening to you. Now if the next day, when you wake up in the morning, you completely forget about that experience. But when you, um, something triggers a recall of that memory, let's say um, there's a particular scenario occurs and a, a red car stops in front of you and a, a child crosses a road in front of you and you know exactly what comes next. You get the deja vu experience. Uh, you, and you can, you can actually know accurately what's going to happen next. It might be several um, minutes worth of events even coming up after that. And you remember having done it before, having seen it before. And I, I think this is a, a, a strong indication of how the greater reality works, that it is much more fluid backwards, forwards and sideways than we think it is. But yeah, I think I absolutely think it's a precognitive uh, experience you have during the dream state or an astral projection that you just suddenly the memory is just suddenly triggered. I write fairly extensively about this in my book Astral Dynamics uh, and also about the process, but it's a bit long to go into here. Sure, sure, and. I, um, you know, with deja vu experiences, are are they just sometimes it seems so meaningless, and other times it seems like it's pivotal. So, 
is it is the variation just the probability of the universal message or is there or is it just I guess I'm trying to look at what is the relevance of deja vu's why would we actually experience them when it's just a white car coming is it just to validate us well I I think there's part of that there at one level this is a meaningless chaotic event uh, but at a higher level, at source level, everything is connected. I mean, having a deja vu experience uh, changes the way you think about life, even a little bit. It's a little bit of personal experience. You've had a couple of deja vu experiences, so you are suddenly more open to things like astral projection, clairvoyance, and this sort of thing. Uh, and there's a lot of things happen automatically in the background, and even accidentally, you could say, like when a person is first developing visual clairvoyance, they will often get a stream of visions. I mean, they'll have pictures appearing in their mind for half a second, then another one for half a second. Here's a bucket, here's a ball, here's a teddy bear, here's some palm trees, and here's a motor car. And you'll see thousands of images passing through your head. And it seems to be no point involved in it. But I think... In, in one way, you could say you are tuning into impressions around you at random that are meaningless. But another way, you could say you've just connected to a level of the clairvoyant vibration, if you want to put it that way, which is like a training level. When you connect to this level, you start going through it, you get this big stream of stock images shown to you. And all you're supposed to do is just look at them and practice identifying them. And I found that when you have that approach to these sort of things, uh, it's not like deliberately giving them meaning because sometimes it's, I think it's wrong to try and give meaning to things. I mean, just because we see a white car and uh, um, a pigeon hits our windscreen and we have a deja vu experience over that, uh, it doesn't mean that there is an intelligent communication behind that event. Okay, that's that's what I was aiming for, and I thought that clarifies that. And I think for a lot of us, and I think that's very true that it does open us up to that experience of, hey, I knew this was going to come. Wait, how did I know that? Oh, who cares? This is cool. <laughs> you know, just that aha moment where there is something bigger than ourselves if we're not in a, a more conscious state of awareness in our awakened state. As I often tell my students uh, when I'm lecturing, I say, when something like that's happening, happening, keep smiling. Pretend yes. you know what. Pretend you know what you're doing. <laughs> you really do at some higher level, right? <laughs> you do. You just you just have to connect with the flow and just work with it. I mean, uh, if if you look at the universal law, how life and source works with us. I mean, source, life, God, your higher self, call it what you like, call it spirit. It doesn't matter. Is in everything around us, and it is continually communicating with us through people and events and things, everything, even the clouds around us. I mean, if you're listeners, go and grab a dictionary or thesaurus, any kind of a book right now, without thinking, open it at random and put their finger on a sentence without looking and then read it. A lot of those listeners will find something relevant to what we're talking about sitting under their finger, a completely random event which is actually being protected and somehow guided by your higher self. Very, very well put. Very well put. I think that we're all on a journey here searching for a higher sense of who we are and however we attain that grasp of spirit, bring it in, embrace it, and enjoy enjoy the experience that allows you to know that there's something bigger than you. 
Yes, and, and taking it for granted, I mean, not in a bad way, but just accepting it, letting it in. Once you do that, you start working with higher forces. The moment you accept this and just work with it, follow your heart, go with the flow, and it will always lead you to where you need to be. I mean, following your heart as opposed to your mind is interesting. I mean, your heart may lead you down some dark and scary side roads in your life, but when you get there, you see a light in the distance, and it's a light that you never would have seen if you hadn't gone down that dark and scary road. I'm going to give you an example of this, a real-life example. I was in London... I was in London in 2003 uh, or four, doing a, uh, some lectures there and I was billeted staying at a person's house in the middle of London, heavily populated. And in that area, in that area, I, uh, I, I had to go to a meeting in the evening and I didn't know that area. So I went out, I caught the tubes, I'm not used to a big city, so I went like two hours away by transit and I came back about 10 o'clock, 10.30 that night, and it was dark and freezing cold, and I had the phone number, but I didn't have any change, and I had no map. And I, knew, I got off at the right place. I knew it was roughly in that direction. Now, that works in Australia, because it's sort of over that way. You'll eventually get there. <laughs> but in England, it's mad. Now, I, I walked around for like an hour. It was getting lighter and darker and colder, and I'm going up and down the streets and, and round and round. I thought, I know it's over here somewhere. And I, I said a prayer. I said, oh, please, God, help me find this place. I'm going to freeze to death. I tried to get several taxis. They didn't speak English. They didn't know where to take me, um, you know, or they wouldn't pick me up. It, it, nothing was working. And what, but when I said a prayer like that, an affirmation, a statement asking for help, uh, Opposite, opposite, on the opposite footpath to me, on the other side of the road, a young man was walking down, very, very drunk. He was almost falling over, staggering down the other side of the road. And I sort of looked across at him, you know, best avoided, because he's really staggering. Now, he crossed the road um, opposite me. There was like a T-junction there. And halfway across, he fell flat on his face. And he looked like he hurt himself. So I hopped across the street there and helped him up. I said, are you okay, mate? And helped him up. And he looked at me rather drunkenly, shook his head and, and, and walked off. Now, at that moment, there's like a break in the clouds. And I looked up and obscured behind the trees. I never would have seen it unless I'd been standing right there. Was the name of the street I was looking for. And it was right there in front of me. And this drunken man falling over actually right at the entrance to the street I needed, guided me to move towards it because I followed my feelings. I followed the impulse, went over, helped this poor young guy up, and there I was. I saw the sign I needed. So you look, if you look at the complexity of that and how life guided me just to find my way home that night, I mean, it's quite wonderful. This is what you call when you get into the flow of life and you start to work with the greater reality, it's what I call be following, where you follow signs and omens and follow your heart above all else. And life will lead you to where you need to be for your greatest spiritual potential and growth in life. Very, very beautiful. And I can relate to that story. And wow, is that just so amazing and 
so rewarding when we go in the flow. We do receive what we need, whether or not we perceive it's what we need. At times we absolutely go, wow, that was just what I needed. And at other times it's like, what is this? And then it leads to the next step, which opens up for exactly what you needed. <laughs> it's like that bumper sticker, oh, no, not another learning experience. <laughs> I live by that bumper sticker. <laughs> I I I do too. Absolutely, it's the only way to live if you're conscious. Yes, <laughs> most certainly. <laughs> We're speaking yeah. with Robert Bruce this evening, author of Astral Dynamics. He can be found on the web at www.astraldynamics.com. He's also the author of Energy Work, a more recent book release in 2007. Also, the author of a book and CD companion, Mastering Astral Projection. And also the book, Practicing Psychic Self-Defense from 2001. Be sure to pick up any of those. He also has a great resource on the website under the bookstores, including those books and also some other books that can lead you to the answers you're searching for on your journey. So there are some great resources there as well. And also, again, I want to mention the live event, October 18th through 20th in Vancouver, Canada, or through the Hall of Learning if the live event isn't available for you at this time. Only when we go ahead, Robert. Very, very quickly, the you reminded me about the Vancouver event on the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth of this of next this month, October. Uh, that is a lovely small event. It goes for three days. It's very low cost. If you can get across to that event, it's the only one I'll be doing here this year. Get to that event. It's done in a lovely private home. Uh, and we have three days together. Everybody brings potluck, and we, we, you know, they have lunch and dinner there. And it's a very, very friendly event, and it's very, very low cost. We do it by donation. So get along to that if you can. There's a limit of only 20 people there due to the size of the room we're using. So get there if you can. That's a really special event. Great. Thank you for letting us know that. So again, you can find out more information about that on the website as well. Only when we search within and rise above our limited conscious minds can we explore and begin to understand our true eternal nature comprised of multidimensional consciousness and vast possibilities. The universal laws support the search for your higher self in whichever ways that you are open and willing. Believe and you shall receive. Tap into the limit pos limitless possibilities of unconditional love and peace today. Next week on October 9th, Dr. Susan Carroll with her enlightened book, Visions from Venus, A Multidimensional Love Story, will offer her, her perception of higher dimensions and how they appear on Earth in times of great transition and transformation through a real-life story, as well as share some of her new teachings from the Arcturians about moving into the process of awakening to one's light body. On October 16th, Robert Schwartz will be appearing with his wise and insightful perspective on pre-birth planning or spirits look at the events and people that one will experience during their human existence through revealing true stories and a strong emphasis on Robert's personal experience in the book release, Courageous Souls, Do We Plan Our Life Challenges Before Birth? On October 23rd, Dr. Amit Goswami will radiate his deep universal wisdom and scientific knowledge of physics and the quantum worlds offering expanded consciousness and divine awareness. In his revolutionary book release, God is Not Dead, what quantum physics tells us about our origins and how we should live. 
Dr. Goswami was also featured in the epic movie release of 2005, What the Bleep Do We Know? On October 30th, Barbara Hanclow will offer a look into the higher realms with her multidimensional expertise and concepts from her book release, Alchemy of Nine Dimensions, Decoding the Vertical Axes, Crop Circles, and the Mayan Calendar, and from her vast array of enlightened teachings, also to include her book, The Mayan Code. On, on November 6th, Chrissy Blaze will appear to discuss her latest astrological book release, Baby Star Signs, who portrays the new children of today as quote-unquote old souls who have come here during the crossroads to shift humanity to enlightenment during its evolutionary development. On November 13th, Barbara Marks Hubbard, a leading pioneer of conscious evolution, will be appearing with her expansive consciousness and meaningful book release, Conscious Evolution, Awakening the Power of Our Social Potential. On November 20th, Neil Donald Walsh will make an appearance with his two latest book releases, Conversations with God, An Uncommon Dialogue, More of the Divine Wisdom from a Dedicated Spiritual Master. On de- December 4th, please join me with Albert Clayton Golden and his authentic perspective in his re-release by Simon & Schuster of his book, You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Breakthrough Guide to Discovering the Authentic You. Albert will bring us a new lens to authenticity and expand your horizons. Please join us. On December 11th, Chrissy Blaze will be reappearing with her latest astrological book release, Superstar Signs, Sun Signs of Celebrities, Heroes, and You. Join us as we delve into the astrological realms and discover our true nature. On December 18th, Jerry Wenstrom will appear with his passionate warrior story of transformation during his personal spiritual journey in his long-lived book, The Inspired Heart, An Artist's Journey of Transformation. On January 1st, 2009, Richard Lawrence will make an appearance on Evolution Revolution for a two-hour New Year's special. During the first hour, Richard will guide you to unlock your psychic powers with his latest book release. And during the second hour, Richard will unveil the mysterious truth about UFOs. Richard and I truly look forward to you joining us for a most special New Year's 2009 broadcast of Evolution Revolution. You can purchase all of the author's books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks for the Evolutionary Independent Production of Evolution Revolution. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage or downloaded on iTunes 24-7 for any time listening at no charge. They include amazing talent such as Sarah McLean, Carol Obley, Michael Tamora, Debbie Jordan, Chrissy and Gary Blaze, Michael Skorowski, Gary Zukoff, Neil Donald Walsh, Dr. Barbara Condren, Charles Virtue, David Robert Ord, Michael Brown, and more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I am a metaphysical teacher, teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit me on my website at www.dulcineasdivinevision.com under the clairvoyant reading page, including client testimonials and my contact information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Also, please explore my blog at www.evolutionrevolutionwithdulcinea.com for weekly postings and guest announcements for Evolution Revolution. 
Co-create with Evolution Revolution, we are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you're interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore the Radio Sponsors tab on the website. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intention. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guest, Robert Bruce. Thank you so kindly, Robert, for joining us this evening. It's my pleasure. We look forward to hearing back from you again soon. Thank you. Much, Bye. Much, bye-bye. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish you all abundant peace, joy, miracles, and love today and always. Abundant angel blessings. Good night.